Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things by helping others and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. I did a show just last week, as a matter of fact, about random acts of kindness. And in my research in preparation for the show, I learned that there's a random acts of kindness week in February and a special day on February 17th dedicated to random acts of kindness. In preparation for the show today, I listened to some media coverage about our first nonprofit guests and came across some wonderful inspirational words about kindness. And it goes like this. Kindness does not require an invitation. It requires intent. It doesn't happen by chance, but rather when we see ourselves in others, when we choose compassion over complacency. My first guests today are Corey Zimmerman, President, and Tony Goff, Vice President, and co-founders of a nonprofit foundation called This Time Tomorrow, who embraces and shares this idea of random acts of kindness with people who are struggling with cancer. Welcome to the show today, Corey and Tony. Good to be here, Jill. Thanks to you and Ellen Becker for uh, giving us the opportunity. You are welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. I got to say, guys, uh, I told you before the interview that you you made me mess up my makeup because I was watching the various (laughs) media coverage that you forwarded to me about your nonprofit, and I got to hear about your why. But can you start the interview today by sharing what your why is with our listening audience? Well, that's all you, Corey. The why, yeah, the why started off, you know, 20 years ago uh, when my really good friend Dick Ticcioni was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. He was given three months to live. And I was uh, starting to do music at the time, and I went down and I wrote a song called This Time Tomorrow. And at the end of the day, uh, I found out that I was actually feeling more of the angst that I felt like he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wrote this song, and I played it for him, and he said, you got to do something with this. And this was before YouTube. It was before, I think, MP3s were just starting off, and okay. iTunes didn't exist. And this um, was back in 2001. Back in 2000. Right? Okay. Yeah, back in 2001. So I wrote the song, and uh, the good news was he made me rewrite the ending because he survived, and he's still alive today. Mm, what a what a blessing. That's yeah. awesome. A, a, a happy ending to that story. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, explain a little bit more about how This Time Tomorrow got its name. You said it was from a song. Yeah, it was about – so basically um, back in 2001 when I wrote the song, I literally laid on my couch with a 103-degree fever thinking this time tomorrow I'm going to be fine. And – Dick is going to have one last day. Mm. So that's where the, the lyric and the, the entire song came from was right in that moment. Mm. And the foundation's name is This Time Tomorrow, but you have this uh, random acts of kindness initiative or movement or whatever you want to call it that you focus on. Um, tell us, besides that, you know, what are some of the things that make This Time Tomorrow Foundation unique? Well, for starters, Jill, um, we give direct financial assistance. There's a ton of great organizations out there that are um, committed to research and advocacy, that type of thing. 
but there's not a lot of organizations that are there to give direct financial assistance to people that are struggling due to a, a cancer diagnosis. And that's what we've done through our Random Acts of Kindness program. Um, some of the things that make us unique, we have no paid board members or employees. Um, Corey has Z2 Marketing. I have Goffs Enterprises, a manufacturing company. We both have companies here in Pewaukee. And we are able to run the operating expense, essentially, through our individual businesses. We already have buildings. We already have telephones. We already have resources. Um, so we don't need to go pick up some high rent place and hire people to get done what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we can say with 100% confidence when somebody gives us a dollar, that dollar is going directly to fund the mission of giving this direct financial assistance to people that are truly, truly struggling. Yeah. And that's important because some people intentionally will not give to an organization because they know their admin costs are high. So that's important to know. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I think probably the, maybe the last real big thing. There's a lot of things that are very unique about this organization, but, you know, we started this whole thing by creating um, creating the organization. Uh, we were raising the funds through through music and the arts. So it's really an organization that started with musicians. Um, and, and both and are artists. musicians. We, we are. both musicians, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know, between Tony and I, we know probably 80 to 90% of every musician in the state of Wisconsin. And um, this particular foundation has really embraced and that music industry and all those people around this, the, the state, but now actually the nation, because a lot of them across the country, have really embraced. And the power of song is mm. absolutely incredible when you see the, the amount of people that come and just to help out with simply playing their instrument or singing a song. Yeah, the words can be so cathartic for... Yeah a patient as well as people that are serving that patient, right? Yeah. And don't you guys have various artists recording the song exactly. every year? Yeah, yeah. That was my next point. So Corey came to me in 2010 because he knew that I knew every musician in town. Corey, a musician in his own right, didn't really know all the musicians, but he mm-hmm. came to me and said, hey, I have this idea. I'd like to re-record the This Time Tomorrow song for its 10-year anniversary, essentially. Um, and I'd like to do it in a We Are the World type fashion. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get as many musicians involved with this whole thing as possible. So we pull that whole thing together. And it, it really, that 10 years after he initially wrote that song was really what became the the, the cornerstone of what the foundation has become now because that was really kind of the launching yeah. point. And that was in 2010, and we just just released, we call it TTT, and then the number, we just released TTT 13 mm. this year uh, by a little band called Toadwit Sprocket. Big, okay, I was going to say, name fan. some of those local bands that have participated. Well, that's not a local one, that's <laughs> a national one. So some of the bands that have been involved with this has been um, uh, Rascal Flats, um, Chicago, um, Willie Porter. Willie Porter, yeah. the local. Yeah. He he actually recorded one of this time tomorrow's. Naima Adedapo, Lotus Crush, featuring a lot of the guys from Candlebox. There's yeah. there's been a, a bunch. Joe Height. Joe Height. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. That's <laughs> a big local one. So yeah. thirteen renditions of this time tomorrow. Yeah have been going out over the last number of years. So that's great. Well, what types of fundraising events does this time tomorrow do on an annual basis? We do. um, We have some cornerstone events that we do every single year. Um, And in the spring, we're we're starting off a new one. We're doing a concert in this every spring now. That's going to be more of like a theater concert. Um, We also do a sporting clay event in June. 
Um, we do a golf outing in July usually. And then the big one is that we put on one of the biggest galas in the state of Wisconsin. Um, and that's always in November. The annual Storytellers Gala, where we'll bring in people like Jason Mraz or um, some of the guys from uh, Jay DeMarcus, some of the guys from, from Rascal Flats or um, Glenn Phillips of Tell the Wet Sprocket or um, major people yeah. that have some that have been touched by cancer generally in one way or another. And they have some really inspirational stories to tell as they perform uh, acoustically generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, now I'm thinking about the videos that I saw. I, I understand this a little bit more, but again, for people who may not know, uh, and we'll dive more into this in the next segment, but uh, you know, you've, you've shared with us the fundraising events, and then I'd like for you to share as well the when you actually give those gifts out and what that's like. But so this time tomorrow has many opportunities for anybody to engage if they are so inclined. But what about if you have an idea for a recipient of a random act of kindness? So stay tuned because when we get back, we'll talk more about that. Stay tuned and we'll be back after commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Corey Zimmerman and Tony Goff from This Time Tomorrow Foundation. So, hypothetically, if I knew of a family that might be a good candidate to receive a random act of kindness from This Time Tomorrow, walk us through that process. Well, so first of all, your listeners should know that there there's three pieces of criteria that need to be met in order for a random act of kindness from this time tomorrow foundation to be given. And number one, it has to be a cancer. It has to be a, a cancer diagnosis for sure. Um, number two, um, we need to be able to get to the person physically. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But we need to actually be able to get to them, knock on their door, not drop a check in the mail. And it has to be a surprise. It has to be a surprise. That's mm-hmm. right. And then the the third piece is um, there has to be a financial need. Yeah. You know, and that's that's sometimes the most difficult one to figure out. You know, um, we all have we all know somebody. You know, at a church or at work or whatever. You know, his child or somebody has cancer. Maybe they have great insurance. Maybe maybe they're a high-paid executive. Maybe 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 money's not the issue. Maybe more of the typical struggles are are the struggles. You know, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's an emotional thing, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe it's not so much of a, a financial thing. But we're here specifically to try to give some hope and maybe be a, a little bit of a stopgap in the financial world for these people that are struggling due to a, t- due to a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So when they would go to our website, we have, there's one place to basically nominate somebody. You go to the website and then there's a form on the website. It basically spells out everything that Tony just explained and has in there. So it really helps somebody understand um, if the person is going to um, fit those criteria. Okay. The website is thistimetomorrow.org. And there's a deep link there, and there, there'll be buttons on the page, but the deep link is it's slash nominate dash rack, R-A-K, R-A-K, random acts of kindness. And then the person just waits for a rack committee member to contact them? 
and get mm-hmm. more details and okay yeah we ask as many you know um, qualifying questions on the website as we can as most people may or may not know and if they can't fill it out properly we might go back to that nominator and say hey is there a family member or somebody that might have a better sense of of really what their financial situation is mm-hmm. how has this really affected them because we want to be good stewards of our our donors money we yeah. we want to make sure it's going to the right place where they where they think it's going and we have a complete committee we have a a really good committee that um basically vets and does that communication that t- tony was talking about that will reach out and that will do some research on that to make sure that we're doing that and the the thing that we're really proud of is every single rack that has actually been nominated and has qualified we have actually delivered every single one that's come in since we've been doing this for the last eight years. Mm, we haven't we, ha- we haven't run out of yeah. money. Oh. Yeah. You know, and, that's and, awesome. and, the, and the, we were afraid we last were. year. Mm. We were afraid last year, but we have some amazing donors that have helped us get through a pandemic. And you made it happen. You know, you had sent me some media links that I could check out to, to in my research mm-hmm. process. And I think if people want to learn more about it, you've been on the news a couple times. Mm-hmm. You've had another radio show uh, to talk about how you bless other people. And so um, to see firsthand would be helpful for people. And so um, they can probably just Google this time tomorrow. Yeah, they can go to the website. Right? We actually, um, my company, I have a full production company. So we actually go and film some of the of the Rack family, like these visits that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, on the actual Rack page, there's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's a lot, there's a lot of videos up there. Um, that you can actually watch the in time, real time, uh, how these these reactions. Mm-hmm. But to summarize, what what will wind up happening is once the people, once the the nominee has been um, vetted, and we know that it's it's a go, it's been voted upon. Um, a board member from this time tomorrow will go arrange it through the nominator, go knock on the the nominee's door, publisher's clearinghouse style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They open the door. They don't know who we are. We explain who we are. We say, hey, thanks to the, the kindness and benevolence of, of your nominator. Um, we're, we're standing here before you as representatives of the This Time Tomorrow Foundation. Here's a little gift bag for you. Here's a T-shirt. Here's a mug. Here's a this, that. And then we hand them a check for $3,000. Mm. And then the tears come. And then yeah. the tears come. Yeah. Because we give a hug and we leave. <laughs> mm. Oh, you get out of Dodge before That's you. It. We're you there five, <laughs> five, six minutes. Yeah. Oh visit. my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Well, because it's a very emotional time. We've done a I'm lot sure of these. There, a lot of them are in shock. They don't know what's going on in the moment because they don't know who we are. Right. Complete strangers come to their home doing this, and it's mm. it's a remarkable experience. I bet very rewarding. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, well, I bet you have a ton of inspirational stories about people that you have blessed all these many years. Do you each have one in particular <laughs> that is memorable for you in, in your random act of kindness delivery? Uh, I mean, there's certainly been a, a ton of them, and no two people react exactly the same. You know, we, we've, they're all over the board, but there, there is one particular one. Um, another one of the board members, Leanne Hawk, and myself uh, went to a, a townhome um, uh, town home group. What do you call it? Like a town home complex. A complex. complex. That's the word I'm looking for. A complex, and uh, it was it was dark, and it was starting to snow, and uh, we were having a difficult time finding the address. So we're driving slowly through this this complex, this town home p- complex, and we can't find the address. And we look up, and there is a woman that is walking, she's a young woman, but she's walking very slowly. She's in her slippers. 
she's got pajama bottoms on. I rolled up the roll down the window. I said, "Excuse me, can you tell me um, where we might be able to find such and such a resident here at this townhome complex?" And she said, "Oh, oh that, that's me." And she had no idea that we were coming at all. And uh, I said, "What are you What are you doing out here? You know, in your in your slippers in the snow?" And she said, "I'm I'm actually waiting for AAA to show up because I'm completely out of gas and I have no money, and they're, they're they'll give me five dollars for the gas." Oh um, my goodness! And uh, you know, we obviously went inside. She couldn't believe we were there. She really felt it was a like the skies had just opened up, and you know, and God Himself came down and, and handed her that three thousand dollar check. Yeah. That meant everything in the world to her, and and, and, it, and it gave her hope. Mm. And yeah. um, it's it's the hope and the inspiration that that this time tomorrow is really all about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your hope dealers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Your hope dealers. Um, well, we know cancer and those affected by it. It, it's not just halted because of yeah. this global pandemic that, that we all have to deal with. People still need help and support, probably even more so uh, now than ever. Have you been able to continue blessing people through this pandemic? Yeah. Well, in 2020, it was obviously we slowed down, um, not only because of, you know, just the, the funding, because people, the whole world was trying to figure things out. Right. Um, it took us about maybe three months four months to figure it out. But um, one of our board members, Ron, actually um, figured out a way to deliver a rack because going into a home of someone that's fighting cancer that's on chemo and their their immune systems are already low. So now add in COVID, it is, you know, you can't go in the house. You can't give our hugs. You can't do a lot of the stuff. So for the the heart of COVID year 2020, um, we would sanitize every single thing. We actually knock on the door. We leave it on the porch. We go back 30, 40 feet. They come to the door, someone other than the the cancer okay. um, victim, and they come and they grab their bag. And so we, we did that, you know, 30, 40 times last mm-hmm. year. And um, it's mm-hmm. remarkable that doesn't didn't take a, a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic to slow us down. That's awesome. And now we're we're getting back up to our normal speed again. So our, we were down on our numbers last year, but we're we're. But 20, you were still able to bless we forty people. That's remarkable. Yeah. We also did a, a virtual gala last year. Um, yeah. So very much pared down, and we were able to to do that. So we yeah. we were able to keep our streak going of of you know you know twelve galas in a row now. Yeah. yeah. We're the only standing. Um, foundation to have galas consecutively now because we're the only one that had it last year. Really? Very much pared down, very much socially distanced. Um, You did what you had to do. Yeah, we figured it out. what you needed to get, yeah. Right. Because we were literally afraid that we were going to run out of money. Mm. And again, we have some amazing supporters and people that that help us. Yeah, we live in a very uh, benevolent community, I think. Uh, yes, we people do. People step up and yeah. step forward. Agreed, yeah. Um, what final words? We talked about a lot of different things here today, but what final words do you want to leave with our audience today? I think at the end of the day, um, a lot of people, we, we, we have a lot of people that come up to us and say, hey, you know, what, what can I do to help? And um, we're always like, you know, giving back. You know, every, every, there's always something out there, and there's always people that are worse off than you. It doesn't matter what, where you are in life or stature; it doesn't really matter. Um, and the biggest thing is giving back, and it, you know, through your own, through t- this time tomorrow, another foundation. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's always giving back because it comes back to you even more. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony and I together have done 
hundreds of racks and going into these homes. And it's abs- I could have the worst day, literally the worst day of my, of my life, and I go and I deliver a rack, and it all wipes away, and you see mm-hmm. that smile. Yeah. It's absolutely priceless. Yeah, and I don't think, uh, unless you've been involved in a boots-on-the-ground uh, initiative like that where you're really involved, um, yes, you're blessing the recipient for sure, but the blessing that comes yeah. back to you is just, is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the old adage, what you put out into the world will come back to you tenfold. It's uh, there's no truer words that have ever been spoken. And uh, we've all experienced that firsthand. It's yeah. not why you do it. Right. But it's just kind of a benefit. Yeah. Absolutely. And how it all came from a song is yeah. incredible. It is incredible. Wow. Well, if people want to learn more about this time tomorrow, either from a, a time talents treasure standpoint or if they just want to pass on the information, that's another way that people can bless your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best way for people to get that information? Definitely through thistimetomorrow.org. Thistimetomorrow.org, you'll find all the information there. If you have a few dollars that you'd like to donate, there's a big donate button there, just like everyone, you know, but uh, it's certainly more than that. Um, but we, we, we do need volunteers. Yeah, we need volunteers. Um, it is, you know, if you're buying... Um, birthday gifts or office supplies. We have our own Amazon Smile as well that you can link on from our, our homepage. Um, and also our, we have our Facebook, our Instagram, all that kind of stuff that people can see um, a lot of the, in the, the racks that we're doing. We, we put up photographs of the families and stuff like that to see their smiles. It's pretty remarkable. So there's a lot of different areas. You can yeah, find I would us. encourage people to check that out and look at the stories. Yeah. You know, you can... Speak all you want to about the numbers, but when you see the stories, it really hits home. So I would encourage people to do that. Thank you for participating in our interview today, Corey and Tony. Thank you. Uh, and Thank uh, you. blessings for all good things that you have to come. Thanks, Thank Alan, so much. for the invitation. You are yeah. welcome. Well, we're going to stick with this topic of blessings given to people who, uh, in this in this next situation, are in the hospital specifically for long periods of time dealing with all sorts of, of challenges. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll learn about a nonprofit organization that focuses on blessing children in the hospital over the holidays. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. Well, we were talking about a nonprofit last uh, two segments where this time tomorrow blesses other people who are struggling with cancer. And having a loved one struggle with cancer is so tough. Both my mom and my sister had cancer. Uh, actually, my, my grandma did as well. Um, I'm happy to say that they're survivors and they have manageable outcomes. But when you have a, a, a child or you know of a child that struggles with cancer or any illness uh, and, is, and is in the hospital for an extended period of time, it's, it's even more heart-wrenching. And then you add in the fact that they can't be home for the holidays, and that makes it even more difficult. But there's a nonprofit organization who is there to kind of make that situation a little bit better. My next guest today is Noel Shesau from a nonprofit called The Bear Hug Project. So welcome to the show today, Noel. Thank you, Joe. I just want to say thank you to the Ellen Becker organization for having me and especially to you. Thank you, you for uh, putting our, our, uh, our cause in the spotlight. 
You are welcome. Happy to do that, especially when it's a great, great cause such as yours. Um, why don't you start out by telling us how you came up with this idea for the Bear Hug Project? It started uh, quite a while ago. Um, working at a company, we did some charity work through the company. Um, I left the company, and I really missed that. I really missed the money that we raised for children's. I was very good at it. Um, I was the top in the company. And when I left the company, I, I had this void where I wanted to come back and do it again. And so I decided, why not try it? Um, I am a salesperson, so I, I talk to customers, I raise money, um, and started raising money to give children these bears over the holidays. Nothing like a hug at the holidays, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Anytime, actually, yes. right? Um, well, you seem to really have a passion for this. Is, is there a reason why you strive to do this each and every year? Absolutely. Um, most don't know this about me, but uh, this goes back to fourth grade for me. Back in the fourth grade, I was at a neighborhood uh, friend's house, um, and his brother, with a friend, decided that they were going to throw something across the room. It hit me in the eye and caused a very small cut on my eye, and I was hospitalized for nearly a year at... Uh, at the Eye Institute right across from Children's. Um, I remember being there for that long. I'm not sure why I was there that long, but I they was there for the They liked you, Noel. <laughs> they wanted to keep you there. I was there for a really long time, and, and, and I, remember, I remember those days where mom and dad couldn't be there, um, family couldn't be there, and I remember the hospital giving me a, a puppet called Fido, and it stayed with me those days when they weren't there, and it really, it really meant something to me. It was to to be as old as I am now, and to remember that um, had a really strong impact on me. And 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 I wanted to do something in in that area to to help these kids. Mm. And so you had experienced it yourself, Absolutely. being lonely and not having your parents there for a long stay at the hospital, and you had something, someone, some, uh, in this case, a puppet that mm -hmm. really was your friend and got you through those times, right? Yes. Um, I saw a new spot highlighting the Bear Hug Project recently, and I saw that your daughter is involved as well. Yes. My daughter, Lakin, is uh, 18 years old and going to the, the UW of Oshkosh now. Um, she's been involved with it. For most of her life, she keeps it, you know, keeps it there, but she's still not at the point where um, she's going to take it over, but eventually that that would be one of the goals is to have her have her get more heavily involved and uh, and do this. And in these videos that I saw, you just see people involved at the Build a Bear location in uh, Mayfair, I believe it was. Yep. Just wanting to be a part of this, and it's 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 so wonderful to see people wanting to make a difference in some way. Again, it's easy to do when you think of children and Christmas, yep. um, but to physically be there and, and building the bears and um, I don't know if you individually do the delivery or if anybody else gets involved in it, but you know, being, being a part of the project from the get-go is mm -hmm. for people I'm sure is really, really rewarding. How do you raise the funds to support the giving project? We have a lot of different ways that we raise funds. Um, raising funds is one of the hardest challenges that, that we have. 
um, finding new avenues to to raise funds. Um, we can do raffles. We can do uh, appearances at at restaurants and bars and um, things of that nature. But a lot of it is social media. A lot of it is the website. Um, just word of mouth is letting people know, uh, being consistent. Um, as I said, I'm in sales, so I'm very consistent. Um, I talk to everybody I know about this, um, encourage them to donate. Um, now my focus has been more on corporate donations, uh, seeking out corporations that need, you know, that need the tax break. But not only that, have a place in their heart for, for a child that, that's in need at Christmas time. Um, and that's that's kind of been the, the source of our donations as of lately. I'm curious, what percentage of the donations go directly to benefit the children? And then when you're actually there putting these together, do you have chill, a particular child in mind to be the recipient of these, or do you just do them en masse? Okay, so 100% of all of the donations go directly to building these bears. Um, we, we equate the bear to $10 donation. So a $10 donation gets us, in a sense, a bear. Um, every one of the donations have always gone to this. Um, I, I chose this because I didn't want to just keep giving to the doctors, the equipment. I wanted to make sure that the child got something, that that was where the money was going. To answer your question about the animals, the, the, how we do it, we have two different departments for it. Uh, one is to the hospitals um, directly. Uh, this year it's going to be 500 bears that are going to uh, area hospitals. Um, that's kind of been the number uh, that we've that we've donated over the years, and that is just a what we call a naked bear. It doesn't have clothes. It doesn't have anything special. Um, it just has a, a bear hug and a smile for that child. And that's special. Yeah, <laughs> that's very um, special. Yeah. The, the secondary part of it, of what we do is the nomination program. If you know of a child that is in need in the hospital. Uh, who could use a bear hug, who could use a smile, who could use that friend, um, you can reach out to us and we will send the child a bear, but we will get a little bit more in depth. We will gear it towards, does the child like princesses or do they like unicorns or do they like um, superheroes? We, we try to find out a little bit more about the child and we make a special donation just for them. Um, and that is that that's a very special department and it, it takes a, a lot of research to get mm -hmm. there I imagine what about people donating an actual bear um, I mean, if they we, themselves go to build a bear and they just do it in honor of someone can they drop off a bear or not? what we prefer is is the donations in either a a gift card or be in in cash or check money order that kind of thing and the reason for that is is that we want to make sure that the bears are sanitized and in good shape before they get to the hospital okay so they do get put um, once they're stuffed they get put into a plastic bag um, they get their birth certificate they get the ribbon they get all the, the fancy stuff that we put in there um, but then it goes to quarantine now because mm -hmm. of covid we've had to watch that as well so they get quarantined for a certain amount of time to to make sure that there's no um, infections or anything coming with the bear. Uh, so we prefer a new bear, and that's why we do it ourselves. We have okay. it done, and then we send them to the hospital. Okay. And so did you say you have delivered bear hugs to date about 500? Or no, is that, that every that year? 500 is, is just about every year. Oh, my uh, goodness. One year wow. we did 750. Mm. Found out it was a little too much. It was a little over the top. It was a little hard to 
it was just hard. Um, but we are coming, if I've done the math correctly, if, and, and I'm not sure 100% if I'm correct, but I think next year we will deliver our 5,000th bear to date. Wow. Between the nomination program and the hospitals. That is such a blessing. Uh, and that's a lot of bears. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, and I imagine you couldn't do all that you do without the support of family like your daughter, friends, companies. Maybe there's companies who might be looking for a way to make a difference in some way. Yep. Collaboration is key, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a, a break now, but stay where you are because when we return, we'll hear how the Bear Hug Project partners with other companies to be able to continue to love on kids in the hospital in the holiday season. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in this last segment with Noel Shesau from the Bear Hug Project. So we talk about the fact that collaboration and partnerships within the community are so important because not one nonprofit can do it all, right? Um, you know, we actually live in a very benevolent and compassionate community. People want to help. Sometimes they just don't know how. So if someone is listening who's looking for, let's say, a corporate giving program, share how you've partnered with others in this regard. Well, I've had a lot of different companies reach out and help. Um, I I call them my sponsors, if you will. Um, But just earlier today, you guys were talking with uh, This Time Tomorrow, and This Time Tomorrow is, is a very special group. That's very close to me, and I'm very happy to be one of their sister companies. I'm like a little sister to them. And and basically what I'm doing with them is is that when they have a special uh, family in need and there's a child involved, and it is a child with cancer, they will reach out to me, and then I will provide a bear for them. Um, And that is a a very special program. Um, Fortunately, it hasn't been used that much. Uh, fortunately, we haven't seen a lot of the kids come up that way, um, but there is one in particular, and that is um, a little girl by the name of Delilah that uh, has really touched my heart in more ways than, than in anything because I've never had the opportunity to physically meet one of the children. Um, I got to know Delilah, giving her one of the bears at one of the events, and unfortunately, you know, Delilah was was suffering through uh, leukemia at two years old, and uh, unfortunately, she didn't make it. And, you know, I know what goes on behind closed doors. I know that, but it never reached me before. It never hit me that hard where I actually was involved with a child that I knew, met, and then the child passed away and didn't didn't make it. Um, Mm. But that's one of the, the, the... things that we do, you know, maybe the the bear is living on in in the memory that yeah. they have. Yeah, and the time that Delilah was here, you know, you blessed her with that bear, and mm-hmm. that's that's a great memory for yeah, you, as tough as the situation is. But she touched me probably more, more so than anything. Yeah, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And I bet you have some other great memories of other special kids that you've blessed with a bear and a hug. Well, yeah, there's a there's a couple of memories that I have, and and one in, in particular is the what I believe is our first nomination 
a bear uh, to a little girl by the name of Nora. Um, Nora was suffering from congeni- congenial heart failure, and she was going to have heart surgery. Um, somebody came to me and said, we have this beautiful child who's going through this. She's about to have surgery. What can you guys do? Is there anything you can do? So I researched. I found out that she liked unicorns um, and found out that Build-A-Bear had a uh, um, Despicable Me uh, Fluffy. And you, some of the listeners might know who Fluffy is. It's a little unicorn that's in the in the cartoon. So I got her that uh, Fluffy the Unicorn, and to this day, she still has it. It's still on her bed. Mm. Um, yeah, Nora is a, a very special. Um, still talk with her parents often. Um, she's doing great. She's, she's getting older. Um, one thing she did was she came with us one time to a, bear, to a build when we were doing 500 bears, and she helped stuff the bear. She helped put them in bags. She helped name them. Um, she was just a wonderful child, and she she still is very special to me. Mm, I can you imagine how that has got to be so fulfilling, you know, to see mm-hmm. the difference that you're making. And again, you say you are blessed beyond measure as a result of these relationships. Yep. But now this little girl who was recipient of one of your bear hugs, your bears, uh, is now coming full circle and has been the recipient of that love, that outpouring yep. of love, and now is turning it around and and giving it. Yep. I mean, how how wonderful is that? That's that's what you want to see, right? Yeah. Um, in the in the future, what would you like to see for the Bear Project? So, tell us when this whole thing started, the year that this started. And, you know, we, we, under, we have a better understanding of what you've been able to accomplish. But then where do you see yourself in the future? Sure. Um, well, the first thing is, is 2011 was about when we started this, when I, when I decided to, to go off on my own and, and do it. Um, and it, 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 it grew rather quickly. I mean, we started out with, I think, the first year I did this on my own, was a two about 250 bears mm-hmm. went to 350 we're now at 500 we've had as high as 750 um i continue to want to hit that number 500 every year and i say 500 but that's the hospitals beyond that i i would say that it's probably anywhere from 550 to 600 bears a year um in different in different avenues uh where i would see us in the future is there there're two things that i would like to see I would like to have our own bear. I'd like to show, I'd like to give these kids a a bear that's actually got our logo on it so they get something special, something that nobody else can get, something that's that's true to them so that in 15 years they look at it and go, I remember that, I remember that organization, Um, but that's very costly. If I can get that, if I can get to that point, it would give me about four years of donations that I would be covered, which would be great. Mm. Um, but it costs a lot of money to get our own private bear. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, I have thought about this quite a bit, is a scholarship program to give the kids. Um, let's just say Nora, for example. Nora is something so special to me. I would love to have a scholarship set up in her name. I would love to do that. That would be... A, a gift that I would think would would do some some good for her mm-hmm. to just put that away for college. Um, that's a, another goal I have. Seeing mm-hmm. the Bear Hug Project do a, a, a scholarship program. Mm, those are great goals, um, and I want to clarify that um, you are 
receiving funds all throughout the year mm-hmm. uh, from various people, families, organizations, but you focus on giving the bears at Christmas time. Absolutely, yes. But we do the nomination program can go throughout the year, um, but the actual build is during the Christmas holidays because these kids are sitting in the hospital with nowhere to go. Parents with little or no money in their pocket to do Christmas. This is something that maybe it's a little Christmas for them. Okay. Well, we've talked about a lot of different things, uh, some of the things that you need, but I guess if someone's listening and they want to give back to the Bear Hug Project in some way, what would you say is your greatest need? And and how can that listener that wants to give somehow, uh, what can they do? It's donations. That's that's the key. Donations. Um, money makes the world go round, but it also builds bears for these kids and gives them smiles. That's what it is. Um, we struggle every year to to get to that point, um, and it funds is how we do it. And unfortunately, now with COVID, we we struggle even more. We're trying very hard. So corporate corporate donation donations right now are probably the the, the the easiest way to go. Um, but personal donations, you know, if you're looking for something to do, I mean, we are a, um, a 501c3, so we, we definitely have a tax write-off for you. And, and mostly it's going to feel good in your heart that that kid is getting something. Absolutely. And what about volunteers to help build the bears? Um, well, it, it, it times have changed a little bit. Okay. Um, we don't, we used to go right directly to build a bear on a certain day. Um, now we're actually getting too big and it's too much. So we're Build-A-Bear is actually building them, stuffing them for us. Um, and then we're delivering them to the hospitals and we're doing them anonymously like we've always done. Okay. So do you need people to help you deliver them to the hospitals? No. Or you have that covered? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're taking care of that as well. Um, but uh, it, it, again, it, it comes down to donations Dollars, that, really, yes. that really help. Um, if you have a business and you want to have a fundraiser there and and know that you could bring in a bunch of people and we'll bring in some people to your business, we certainly can do that. We can talk about it. But the main thing is, is we need funds. We need funds throughout the year so that when it comes time to Christmas, we can get the bears and get them to the kids. Absolutely. So if you're a listener uh, that is looking for maybe a family project um, to donate a bear for each of your children uh, or each of your grandchildren, or an organization that is looking for a uh, corporate give-back program, uh, consider the Bear Hug Project and reach out and give Noel a call. Um, how is the, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you, Noel? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, via Facebook. Um, the Bear Hug Project is, that's what you got to search for. Just search for the Bear Hug Project. Um, if you want to make a donation, you go to the website, um, thebearhugproject.org. We'll get you there. There is a, there's a special tab there where you can make a donation there. Um, you can get my email through the Facebook page. You can also get my email through uh, the website. Okay. Well, thank you for participating in our interview today. Noel Chassau from the Bear Hug Project. Thank you for all that you do for the children that are, are struggling in the hospitals uh, over the holiday season. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much, Jill. I appreciate your time. You are welcome. And we'd like to also thank our guests uh, from earlier, from this time tomorrow.
uh, and you can reach out to them if if you uh, are looking to gift or bless somebody who is struggling with cancer. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about what people and organizations are doing to contribute to our caring, compassionate, and giving community. You can tune into News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. If you have a goal of shining hope and love into the lives of those with cancer or those children who are hospitalized over the holidays, think about getting involved with either or both of the two organizations we learned more about today this time Tomorrow Foundation and the Bear Hug Project. I think sharing the information with others is a great way to bless these organizations as well. Let's cover our community with random acts of kindness and love and maybe also with a hug from a very special bear, not only during the holidays but all throughout the year as well. It's a great way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.